Wild. Fuck. Well, my man would block me from my ex man. <laughs> ew. My ex. Ew, 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 ew. He'd block me from his story and be posting a whole nother girl. She's actually sitting in the room with us today. Imagine again your girl of five years leaving you for another girl who worked at McDonald's. Nothing against <laughs> people who work at McDonald's. I'm just saying that's my story. Welcome yeah. to <laughs> A Lot to Talk About. Thank you for sticking with us. If you're still here, I really appreciate it. My name is Neelam, and this podcast is called A Lot to Talk About because I always have a lot to talk <laughs> about. And if you don't know that, you will soon. Um, and today we have Kyle with us. Kyle really is a man of many talents. You know, it'd be a lot to list them all, so maybe we'll just list them on the screen here. All the roles that he plays. God over his ex who left them for... yeah. Yeah. A Some, friend, a, a, a son, yeah. a producer, wow. a podcaster, a playlist a strong maker. Man. A strong man. Dude, a lot of people couldn't live the life I lived. Were you nervous today? Like, did you wake up more ready or more nervous? Because this is take two, yo. You got to be honest with the people. So this, this is take two. I was nervous. I've been in my head for so long. But Alana woke me up this morning and she woke me up telling me I'm... She asked, are you ready to be a star? Mm-hmm. I said, yes, I am. Wow. So you're ready to do this, yo. I'm ready. I just... um, It's obviously nerve-wracking. I was telling Priya earlier, um, I feel like the camera is like a boy that I like that I'm trying to impress and like that's really what it feels like Mm -hmm. and it's just like oh no this boy is in the room and he's watching me and now I feel awkward because I'm really shy yeah um so that's like the best way I could try to think of it but I'm just gonna try and be myself and yeah we'll see how that goes you just got to keep doing it and then you get used to it yeah pretend like it's not there I mean, we got some mimosas to help us out today. Oh, yeah. Where, where's my mimosa, dude? It's right there. Oh, Come on, Kyle. Leave that black coffee, coffee behind. Are you, are you judging it's me for black coffee time. or what? No, I hope that one day oh, I'm sure. a black coffee connoisseur. Actually, when I grabbed that yeah. today, I was like, it's cool that people think that this is for me. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just, <laughs> it's like the perfect way to wake up because it's bitter, you know? It's, I mean, hopefully it's like it's a shock like bitter, every sip, bitter. and then you kind of get used to it. But does it taste bitter to you, or is it, like, smooth? No. Only after <laughs> the first, like, ten sips, then it's smooth. Okay. Dude, sometimes like I drink shock. coffee like I'm drinking water, you know? It's just fuel. And honestly speaking, I need to, like, up my coffee game. Yeah. From I drink, like, one and a half cups a day. I need to go back up to two and a half because I've realized that yeah, by the time it's like 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock, I'm just thinking about the gym and then going home. But I definitely think it's time for me to stay later at the studio. Yeah. And I realized that everyone that does, especially in this studio uh, with KC, who does like, he works like 18 hours a day. And the only reason he can is because of coffee. And then the homie Roy, he works 18 hours a day. The only reason he can is because of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, is it fucking up your tummy at all though? That much coffee? Dude, of course, or? dude. It's a sacrifice, yo. <laughs> It's a sacrifice that you're willing to make. Yeah, yo, because one day I know I'm not going to work that that many hours. It's literally just being able to, like, keep it going. Yeah. And recently I haven't been able to keep it going. I really leave the studio almost every day at, like, 7 or 8, which Mm -hmm. I think is too early. 
It's like a balance because you're here, what, 9 a.m. every day? What time are you no, here like today? 9, 10, every day, 10.30. Yeah. Um, It is a balance, but yeah. it's not. Dude, I'm just like everyone else, man. I'm addicted to my phone. I'm addicted to spending hours doing absolutely nothing, procrastinating, you know? Okay. That's why I've been liking a lot of these TikToks lately. It's There's people who are remixing TikToks or stitching them, and you'll be, like, watching it. Then all of a sudden, it'll cut to, like, some entrepreneur, not not even entrepreneur, one of those like try hard alpha male motherfuckers. You're like, wake the fuck up, you know, just switch it up. But it's perfect. Like that's the perfect video. I feel as if we Is waste, so, dude. Of course, dude. We <laughs> we waste so much time on our phones. Yeah, we do. What's like, your screen time looking like, dude? We probably seven hours. Seven hours. Yeah, and that's I feel insane. Like, seven hours out of twenty four. Yeah, and how much? Do, how much is yours? Where do you check it? I'm scared. I, don't know. I get a report every Sunday. Uh, like yeah. your your screen time went up seven percent, went down seven percent. Yeah, um, mine is obviously high. Dude, I think, it's the worst but thing I've been on. But sometimes you're on your phone for work. Dude, so shut then- up, dude. Not so, like <laughs> I feel like I feel like you are, but there's three hours that you're not there for work. Yeah. Dude, three hours is a long time. It's a long time. It's way too long. But I think that I can read a book in three hours. There you go. Or you can just do something else yeah i feel as if it's like as a society we don't even like shake our head at that anymore how much time we spend on our phones it's just what it is and then a lot of us say yeah but for work we do we have to stay here for work true we're just like making excuses dude what's your thought to ourselves what's your thought on like ipod kids dude i don't i feel as if i can't even be mad at it because i'm a iphone man right now you know it's like, what am I? What am I gonna do? Like, complain that? Oh shit! Look at look at these kids! Like, how are they not going outside? And they're being programmed to be addicted to screens when it's like I'm addicted to a screen. I guess we're like the children look at us as like the example. So if their parents are on the phone all the time, yeah, that's what they're gonna do. But I I, I saw this uh, I saw this clip from what's the damn? It's one of the most popular, like, fit, oh, it's called Mind Pump. It's like a fitness podcast, right? And there's this, uh, one of the hosts is a father, and he was saying that what made him stop using his phone at home was the fact that he was on it, and then he looked at his kid, and his kid was looking at him and, like, playing with a toy and trying to catch his attention. That's so sad. And that changed his whole perspective on it. Because, yeah, what are you really looking at? That's so sad. Like you, yeah, you have, you have your kid, you know, playing with a toy and probably, you, you've been there when you were young, you want to show off to your parents. Yeah. Like your parents are gods too, you know? I, your parents. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, growing up, my parents weren't even really around, mm-hmm. so it was hard to get any attention, but mm-hmm. like, just thinking of like the few moments that I did have my with my mom at home, like imagine her just being on her phone. Yeah. Like yeah, as a child, yeah. I feel like that's very damaging. Dude, straight up, it's it's... It's not right, yo. Do you think that? Okay, so do you think that because we're not parents, we don't have kids, do you think that we have, like, no right to talk about this? Because a lot of people will be like, well, you guys are not parents. You don't, you can't really say anything. (laughs) But I always have so much to say because I know exactly how I want to raise my kids. You could say whatever the fuck you want, you know? I don't know. Does it give us a right? I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. It's like, I'm going to say whatever I want, and obviously I don't have kids, and I know it's going to be 1,000% different when it does happen, but I'm also not judging parents too much. It's just an opinion, you know? Yeah. But for sure, on this topic, 
Dude, I don't know. No way my, my kid is having a fucking phone. No way my kid is having an iPad early on. Dude, that's, the phone is the most dangerous slash most useful device in Are the world. You, it's so powerful, and we're not using it wisely. Nope. Are you afraid, 100%. though, that your kids will be, like, left behind? Or no. no. No, right? Same. Cause Dude, you'll never, be left, you'll never be left behind if you can think for yourself. And I think the phone is, again, powerful and beautiful, but at the same time, if you're not using it right, you're just lost in comparison. Mm-hmm. You're being programmed. So, again, I don't think you're going to be left behind if you can – you can think for yourself, like prioritize more time doing that. And at the same time, let's be honest, let's be real. Is it really that hard to use a phone? Nope. They make it too easy. Everything's easy and now. Yeah. Everything's auto-generated. So I'm not worried about my kids being left behind. I got one homie, the the homie that I do the Canuck show with. Dude, he's a hippie. I love, I, I don't know, I'm not at his house seven days a week, but just based on having conversations with him, it's like, yeah, I think I might raise my kid like that. Like a ton of walks, even in the rain, yeah. barely any screen time. It just. Does he I, have a kid? He has two. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Straight up. Yeah. No, exactly. I feel like what we need to teach our children, or just like kids. Yeah. As a community, like I think what we need to be implementing is just critical thinking skills. Yeah. Because that's what will take you far, and I feel like Fact. that's also what they don't want us to know. Dude, that's actually the truth. Critical thinking, and again, just prioritizing, thinking for yourself. Yeah is a very powerful tool. You know, parents are so interesting, right? They get so upset at the schools and the school board allegedly, like, showing this to their kids and this to their Mm -hmm. kids and, like, oh, look at what they're teaching our kids, sex, uh, LGBT, like, converting our, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, are you you a parent that also is allowing your 12-year-old or 13-year-old to go to sleep with their phone in their hands? Exactly. Dude, it's the same, it's a hundred times worse. Exactly. If you're not taking your kids phone away before like 10 p.m. or 9 p.m. and you're complaining about what people are teaching your kids at school you got it twisted yo. yeah because we talked about this yesterday we weren't listening in school yeah we'd also rather be the, talking to our homies like but, but also it's like things that they should be teaching in school at this point and it's like why can't we just i don't know like imagine growing up and not having Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I feel like we're making progress in the right way, so it's like, why? And it's like, maybe just raise your kids just to, I think we should focus on children learning to know themselves, giving them the critical thinking mm-hmm. skills, why, like, push back on that? I don't because know, I feel I, like it's a people, huge thing, Because people are okay with being, like, homophobes just a bit, you know? People are just assholes. And and I think people are actually, I, again, fuck, like, how do we know anything really? But it's hard for me to really believe that what somebody will teach your kid will program their sexual orientation. Because if you think about it, right, or mentally you can kind of change it up. So people are scared that uh, they're teaching this to your kids and now your kid's going to have a, a better chance of being gay. No. It's like, dude... If that was, if that's how human beings worked and were programmed, then how come all these gay people that didn't want to be gay and were told don't be gay never ended up becoming straight? Yep. It's like, dude. Oh, and they really tried. Dude, like, exactly. They, the they, tried. The they got 70s. bullied. Like, they were, they were no, praying they every night, like, yo, please yeah. make sure I'm straight. I don't want to be gay because 
of what would happen. And yeah. did it did it change them? <laughs> no, dude. Yeah. I it's, don't get why we don't lead with love and just accept people. I know it's like a huger thing and it's so much harder for some people to like share their truth and their identity with their families. And like it's very um sometimes it's like very cultural as well. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pushback and because it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's kids, because it's their kids. At the end of the day, we're not parents yet, so we don't, I, ha- we don't I, have that understanding mm-hmm. of our h- heart opening up that way. The amount of care you have for your kids yeah. is, again, something that we haven't experienced. It's I probably mean, above us. Some people have it and some people so, don't. So I think it is a sensitive, like, a sensitive topic when parents are challenging uh, what is being taught to your kids. Like, they have every right to challenge it. But again, I think if you're challenging something like that, you and you're so passionate about it where you're bringing kids to rallies to, like, stick the middle finger to the other side, I just hope you're taking away your kid's phone at night because if you're that passionate about making sure your child is protected and want, like, your views to be the only views it has, like, you got to play. Yeah, you got to take that phone away. Really be about it then. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it breaks my heart for these kids, though. Yeah. It's like I just feel like it's this internal struggle of like we've really it seems like we've come so far sometimes but we really haven't no we have though i mean we have but it's at the same time like this amount of pushback is kind of scary it is is. not scary it's very scary yeah of course it is it might take a hundred years like think about it war is still happening people are still dying for no reason like the world is like still really really fucked but i think that personally i just think that this is one issue whatever however it is an issue or not like that we can kind of find a solution to and just, again, lead with love so we can focus on other things. Like mm-hmm. Motherfuckers be hungry, not eating anything, you know? Yeah. And people getting bombed in the middle of the night. That's still happening yeah. in 2023. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is still happening. People hating against gay people, but other shit's happening too. It's crazy. We live in a crazy time. And I think I'm, I'm just so passionate about this because we always think about the kids, right? And that's their perspective too. You got to protect the kids, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, but you're, you've never experienced life as a gay kid, like my, my brother's gay and he didn't come out till he was in his early twenties, mid twenties. So imagine his childhood, imagine, and think about our childhood. Like we had stuff at home happening, but I feel as if in school, like we're kind of free, you know, to do whatever we want to play. And then you have some people who are afraid to be themselves while they're kids and then choose to be like 22 and then come out and be their true selves. Mm -hmm. It's cool and it's super powerful, but it's also sad because you, had this innocence in you, like when you're a ch- child, there's mm-hmm. nothing more free than that, and you were, you're like pessimistic about life. Yeah. You were not yourself, and that's you a time they'll never get back. Mm-hmm. They'll never get back. That's you sucks. had to hide who you were. You yeah. couldn't embrace yourself. You couldn't explore yourself, and just like your self expression, you have to mm-hmm. just like hinder it. Yeah, and that's not fair because I look at my childhood, and I never had a worry in my life until I was 23 years old. You have five-year-olds and six-year-olds or 10-year-olds or whenever they figure it out, they're like, they're scared to be themselves. Yeah. And that's, that's fucked. It is. That's not fair. It just like breaks. <laughs> I just think about it and I'm like ready to cry just because I feel like the world shouldn't be like that. Yeah. It'll take time though. We're getting there. You know, it's, yeah. uh, remember too, like it's 2023 and this is probably the, the time in history where more, more and more people are like, in tune with their mental health. Like, that's never been... There's never been a time where more people love self-care or are okay with going to therapy. So I wonder what the cause and effect is going to look like 100 years from now. It's like, 
that's probably the only reason that I think world peace is actually going to happen because, again, of what's happened over the last four or five years, people prioritizing it. But I don't, I don't think we're going to see, like, the end result in 2030 or 2040. Mm-mm. But maybe in 60 years, maybe there is peace in the world. Maybe. Because more people are happier than not actually using their minds so much and, you know, using their hearts only. Mm-hmm. I agree. But I also think another – I feel like a lot of – this is individual care, but I feel like for that end goal of world peace, if that is a t- tangible thing, I think it's going to take, like, community care. Dude, of course. Like, people actually healing together and doing that work together, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's another way, and I... Yeah. That is the way, though. Yeah. That's it's the gonna only way. It's going to take time. Yeah. I think, again, people are a bit wiser now, mm-hmm. and our generation, the generation before us, or after us, sorry, I think, again, there's there's going to be something really beneficial to how we're moving right now in 100 years. The only scary thing is, like, yo, what if the world's already burned down by then? I think about that all the time. <laughs> like, we might not. I right? have been getting stressed recently because hmm. I'm like, what if I don't get the chance to create all the things I want to create and put out all the things I want to create? Mm-hmm. And, like, what if the world blows up? Like, what if the sun explodes and we implode? Would we implode? I don't know. I'm just thinking of that because of the submarine. But um, what if, like, the sun explodes and just takes us out? And then I think about, like, that library. Was it the library in Alexandria where, um, like, everything got destroyed and like all that knowledge was swept away yeah and it's like we can make whatever we want but it really has to be for yourself because at the end of the day there really is going to be nothing but then i think of like how like music like making great music writing great books can really make you immortal in a sense or feel that way mm-hmm. but yeah and you I went all over know. the place there it really i because my <laughs> mind's been all over the place recently Dude, you're you're afraid that the world's gonna burn down? Like that's actually a thing for you? And yeah. That's or why like, you're like I, I gotta start a podcast or, tomorrow. Or <laughs> no, literally. Yeah, or exactly. what if I die? Like anything. Whoa. No, I that's pray dark. and I think I will leave a long and healthy life. But like, what if I just am? Not, or something happens and I'm not able to. Do you think about that every day? Like, do you I think about? I recently started uh, turning 28. <laughs> oh, I've been thinking about it. Yeah. I'm going through my Saturn return right now, too. I don't know if you what? know what that is. Saturn yeah. return? Yeah. So you experience it once every, like, 27, what? 28 years. And it lasts about, like, one to two years, I think. Whoa. Yeah. And it's, like, um, you go through all these changes and you reflect on just what's right for you, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not an astrologer. I can't tell what, you What's exactly. right for you, though? I think you got to reflect on that and like, figure out the life that you want to be living. Yeah. So what's right for you? Scary question. It is. I don't know. I think I'm figuring it out right now. Okay. But I think I'm at a point where I'm just like, I need to actually start doing the things that I want to mm-hmm. be doing and creating the things that I want to be creating. I don't think yeah. I'm going to be happy any other way. Dude, why did and you guys I don't want to settle. Okay, let's touch on that. Why did you guys take such a long break? Like, what happened, you guys? Like, what the hell? Like, why did Only know. On Film just be like, yeah, I think we deserve a 17-month vacation here. Like, dude, like, what the hell happened? I don't know. A lot happened. But I think part of it was just, like, we got into this mode of, like, working nonstop. I was working my 9 to 5. I was working at the club. Mm. I was picking up random things. 
I was, we moved into a new place, getting settled in. Alana okay. was working crazy hours. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like. COVID? Yeah. Co- no, COVID was, I mean, parts of COVID were fine. Yeah. I think that we maybe were like, what do we want to do with this? What's the end goal? I feel like we also were doing a lot. I think that maybe we weren't prioritizing the projects that we personally wanted to do. And I feel like a lot of it is, I don't necessarily want it to be something where like we're making a lot of money off of just any shoot. Mm -hmm. I want to just be creating what I want to create and telling the stories that I want to tell with that platform or not even with that platform, just with the medium of like photography. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also, the other thing that I struggle with is um, I feel like I don't like social media in the sense of, like, you put something out and it's so quick. I want to make lasting art. So mm. I've, I've just been thinking of the ways that I am able to do that. Yeah. Like, I also want it to be an experience. I want someone to, like, fully go in and take yeah something in take the story that i'm trying to tell and be like okay instead of like five seconds on your phone and then you're like okay i like it yeah you know sharing it whatever it is i don't know i just don't like that quick hit yeah does that make sense no it, it makes a little bit of sense but i'm like okay are you blaming social media or do you feel no, as if you haven't made an, that great thing yet it was an internal thing yeah. i think that we were just go- kind of going back and forth with and we had so many different directions we wanted to take it mm-hmm. so i feel like we were just kind of refocusing how do you tell a story through photography in 2023 you know like everyone has a camera i feel like it's like, how do you do it on those platforms because don't you got to adapt and like or how else would you again do it differently than how other people are doing it like do you have to bring I words think, to it i think br- it's just being honest yeah. with yourself okay and i don't like, I don't think I'm the craziest photographer out there at all. But I think that, like, um, I think I, I think Alan and I both, um, sorry, I didn't speak into the mic there. So I think Alana and I both just have, like, a unique eye and we're able yeah. to, like, pick things up in the moment. Cool. Like, I would love to just do B-roll for someone I think is super dope just because I feel like that's something that Sick. we're really good at. But I also want... And I have fun. Like, we both have so much fun doing that, just, like, capturing moments as they're happening. Mm-hmm. No, that's super cool. Um, but Dude, it needs, sounds like one of us needs to blow up so you can follow us at the camera and people can really see I, what you're doing. I will. That's the role I you wanna, guys love to play, yeah, you know? Yeah. Really doing the I wanna, best like, BTS document work. It. I want to, yeah. like, document it all. But I also want to... I want to do, like, more creative, like, storytelling with it. Do it up, yo. So, like, I don't know what... I don't know. I feel like shows are a cute cool way to show that and i don't think you have to be someone super crazy to put on like a good photo show and make it like a community Ooh, experience. there you go you know like do I do more of those that'd want, be so cool i want something interactive yeah um bring i want to bring together. people together exactly and Do i it feel up, like yo. it's not like the end goal either i feel like there's that's the other thing i think we were talking about this a little bit yesterday but I'm always afraid to put myself in a box and I feel like that also may have been part of why we took mm-hmm. such a long like break just reflecting on our own paths. Yeah. Like I want to be a writer. Like I want to write some really crazy books one day. Yeah. And like that. I want to get back to Are that. you writing now? I'm r- starting to write a little bit more. I use right. yeah, no. I need to get more consistent with it. Um, so that's something that I'm working on as well, but like even with the pot I'm like I don't want to box myself in. Yeah. I want to 
I want to do so much. <laughs> yeah, you want to do so much. Yeah. Just do, yo. Yeah. Just do it. Like, going back to the whole, like, being on your phone type shit, it's, it's like, when, when we think about things, like, I, I want to write. I want to write a book. I want to make stuff that's going to last. Like, those are all great things. In fact, those are some really grand things. So you should, we should all be more accountable, you know, and mm-hmm. be like, yo, there's no fucking excuse. There's too much to do for me to spend two hours on social media when, again, 10 minutes ago, you're like, I hate social media. Yeah. So go break those habits, yo. Exactly. Your answer isn't breaking those habits. Just to have more time to, like, unprogram yourself into your habits and just to write more. Yeah. Just, just not even f- to connect it to posting it or publishing it, but just to practice the act of oh, writing. Because yeah. if you want to make great books or you want to tell great stories, you got to keep that pen sharp, yo. It's the consistency. Yeah. It's the trying and trying. Dude, I love how storytelling is a very important thing in viral media right now. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's like long overdue because for a long time it uh, was forgotten about. And I think a lot of people, um, like they haven't like really worked on their story so much. And I'm not going to say you're going to be far behind because if you just lean into the truth, then you're going to be able to tell it right away. Yep. But I love how 2020, the 2023 was the year of, again, viral storytelling being something that works. And I think that's going to be great for like music and movies. And I know people are really pessimistic towards the future of that because of AI and how quick things still are and how things don't last. But I don't know. I just feel as if 2025, 2024 even, we're going to see some really, really, really classical things being made, mm-hmm. which is good. I hope that an album or a... Uh, like a movie or something grand can slow us down a bit. Cause you know how people are again saying those things like nothing lasts, nothing lasts. Like there's no such thing as a classic, you know, nobody sits down with anything for more than a couple months. Things are so quick. Boom, boom, boom. I hope there's one piece of work out there that can slow us down and make us think about things differently. I agree. I feel like everyone's so everyone's just looking for that quick dopamine hit. So like, I don't know. Is it us? Like have our brains maybe changed to that? But then that makes me sad because what if there is art that is at that caliber and we aren't, you know, we're not fully enjoying it. So we all kind of need to, we need to unplug. That's what I'm saying. One person has to really like slow us down here. No, but like what if they've, what if that piece of art is already, you know. It's probably done. Like that, no, that's the truth. There's a lot of stuff that should have already slowed us down. Mm Mm-hmm. Like for but. all the dogs, <laughs> I'm sorry. People are have been jumping on that album, and it's a great piece of art. People are gonna jump at Drake now. He's because he's old. No, no not not like not old, old in the <laughs> not in the old. Like, dude, he's been around for like 15 plus years. Inevitably, people are gonna get bored of Drake because we're in dire need of like somebody else sitting on the throne for, for a bit, or just at least like challenging. But he's I don't know. I guess he's just a great storyteller. Yeah. He's the goat, dude. He's the goat. I just feel as if it's okay for him to get hate because it was inevitable. Like, to be at the top for that long. And it's 2023, and this guy dropped her loss and for all the dogs within 12 months, and he's still the talk of hip-hop. Yeah. It's like, dude. It's just, I'm sorry, nobody else is doing that. Nobody can. That's your, like, the haters. Bro, that may never happen. That's not going to happen again in our lifetime. I I already know. Like, the next emerging act, I don't think that person... Is going to be able to stay at the top for thirteen to fourteen years. Mm-hmm. The, whatever Drake is, is to hip hop is like we're not going to see it. Maybe it'll happen in another genre, but I don't know if because 
people are still around. People still drop music. Like the Kendrick still drop music, and I'm sure Jay Z can drop a studio album tomorrow. Or what tomorrow. Taylor Swift is or doing Nas right now. Or still, yeah, pop music. She's killing it. You know, mm-hmm. she's doing her thing. But Drake is still literally at the top of everyone's mind when it comes to that genre of mm-hmm. music. So one of one, cool. one of one, dude. He really is. I just feel like I just don't get people that are so quick to um, quick to have a deep analysis of the album. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like 20 <laughs> something songs. And I can tell you I like it, but I can't give you this deep analysis. And I've been bumping it since it dropped. But have yeah. I really had the time to like fully do that deep dive? I don't know. Like, I feel like people can. What are your thoughts, though? Is it, is it like uh, one of Drake's best pieces of work? 20 plus songs? I love um, it. You love it. I why? love it, but I also haven't had the time to tell you that. Do you <laughs> get what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you get what I'm trying to get at? It's just like people are so quick. And mm-hmm. it's it's different because the, I don't know, the classics or what I think of as the classics now, I've been bumping for like 10 years. Yeah. Over 10 years. But, okay, so you knew, okay, so, so what, are, what what is one of those Drake classics? Nothing like was nothing was the same. same. So, but did you know after the first listen of nothing was the same that it was going to be a classic? Did, did you have that feeling in your heart that says, well, like, I'm going to listen to this every day? I didn't know I'd still be listening to it. What, yeah, 2023, okay, okay. feeling the same way, driving around. Dude, I had like that September, feel- October. Like, I knew it was great, but I was like, oh, I feel like it's also because I experienced so much of life. Mm-hmm. With that playing in the back, you know, and I feel like Soundtrack. especially nothing was the same. Like, obviously, we're going through such a different things, but I was like in university, it. and I feel like that was the first time I was kind of like out hey, there. Hey. And what's come through on that album? Yeah, Fuck, you know, we got crazy. things to do. Yeah, right. That's a beautiful song, yo. Dude, I wanted Usher on the project, yo. You thought? I just I thought, saw your dude. TikTok. I just thought, yeah. I just like, yo, give us, give us like an R and B classic, you know. Like, partner up with the best. But then I'm really glad that we got, like, an unbelievable song with Party Next Door. That song, song was that song was 10 out of 10. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful we got that Frank oh, yeah. sample. That's like, lethal. I feel like not many people are on that. That's such a great intro. Drake, man. He will, uh, somebody commented the other day on my TikTok. They're like, yo, has Drake signed your knee pads? Because I guess I suck Drake's dick every time on TikTok, like, at least once a month. But, yo, I just appreciate the guy. He's done... He's done so much for music, and then he's also done so much for Canadian entertainment. Mm -hmm. And if you're working in the industry, just, you know, you got to applaud that. It was so different different prior. It was so different prior. I mean, I know I was, like, in high school during that, but it was just a different feeling in Canada. We never really thought we could do anything like that before he did that, and he showed all of us that we really can. Like, I honestly believe that. And he's, like, from up here... And he's still at the top for this long. That's just insane. No one. How do you do that? Got to be Drake. Got to be yourself. Got to just. That's the make thing. Music. I feel like um, going back to that viral story, like storytelling, kind yeah. of becoming more a part of viral media. I feel like, like everyone that's kind of popping off on social media now is good at being themselves in front mm-hmm. of the camera. That makes the most sense in the world, right. though, because for again, for years and years and years and years, we're content with the fact that all the content is essentially under the category of saturation like there's so much of it Mm -hmm. so if you want to stand out i truly believe that every single person born on this earth is an individual so if you want to tap into standing out 
and quote unquote catching up, you better be able to tap into who you are and be able to like somehow showcase that to the the world. And I'm glad, yeah, storytelling and just personality is really, really, uh, really, really like the thing to lean into. And that's a beautiful thing. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't got any, I don't think uh, it's possible to get bored of that. No, it's not. There's more fresh things out there. At the same time, there's a lot of people who also don't keep it fresh and that's shit's boring, dude. Yeah. I feel like another thing I feel like a lot of people might be scared about is like they don't want to be like other people. So they're trying so hard to be different. Bruh. But I feel so like lame. just know yourself, be yourself. And regardless, that is what's going to translate the best. Even if you're kind of like someone else, we all live in the same world. Yeah. We're all consuming the same things. It's okay if we have similarities. Yeah. You're still an individual Dude, after it all. Somebody said this. I think it was like Joe Rogan. He's just like, "Dude, it, it's impossible to be successful by being 100% unique." Like there are some people who like they think about themselves so much that they don't even want to come close to f- understanding that you need to be relatable too. Mm-hmm. And not relatable in the sense that you need to like water down your ish you just need to remove the ego and remember that you're not that fucking important i think if pe- more people realize that they'd be releasing more of their work mm-hmm. like dude you ain't the shit relax you know relax yeah you ain't that guy there's a lot of those guys out there just tone it down i yep. think more people would let go of not only their ego but some of their work and uh I think that was like a subliminal shot to some of the people that. Who are you trying <laughs> to at here, Kyle? From this side are of the you world. Dropping names? No, I'm just saying it's 2023. Yes. And we talk about how the the music on this side of the world is, you know, slowly creeping up. Like we're taking mm-hmm. steps. We're not taking steps backwards. Backwards, which I respect. Yeah. There's talent out here. There's people that are working hard. That's cool. But I think output. I know people are scared of the whole quantity versus quality thing and how quality is always going to be better than quantity, but, bro, I don't give a fuck, bro. Like, The Weeknd has dropped album after album after album over the last four or five years, and he's making incredible music. Mm-hmm. Drake just dropped 30-plus records, 40-plus records in the last 12 months. The reason why yeah. things aren't... like, think The reason why you're not taking BTS photos of some of the people in your network is maybe, just maybe, because we're dropping one-tenth of the output into the world of entertainment. Yep. It's like... We're not releasing it. And it's like, I I don't know if it's an ego thing or, again, just not being courageous enough to even think about letting go of things that are not perfect yet. But it's definitely a reason why we're taking steps and not leaps. We're not even matching or getting close to matching the output Mm -hmm. of what Drake is doing. Mm -hmm. And people will rebuttal and say, yo, but Drake's, look all the resources he has. Like, it's like, dude. He created those, though. Dude, just through just, through the drops. Do if you you're dropping I mean? four songs a year and Drake's dropping forty, I'm sorry. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. It's, it's just you're not even a pro. Uh huh. Exactly. You could be a great mu- musician. Actually, I, that's such a subjective thing to say, but it's. But yo, before Frank was taking these years, like year long breaks, like I'm pretty sure he created like a runway for people no, to understand who he was and like get people mean. enough. He solidified yeah. where he was at. Yeah. It's like, why are we so now? He, I don't care. If Frank never drops music again. I, he's an artist. He could do whatever yeah. he wants. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna tell any person to live like how to live their life. I'm not asking for anything. Yeah, you create what you want, you put it out. But like, he really solidified who he was, who he is. 
Okay, so Frank Ocean, when did he drop last? 2016, 2017? Ocean, like his last his last project. like single, I think, was 2017, 2018, 2017. And what was his last project name again? Like uh, 2016? Actually, actual project, yeah. Blonde. And then ha- Endless, a ha- week later, he dropped Blonde. Yeah, how, cry. how many, how many uh, songs were on Blonde? Like Maybe. 12 or 16? No, I think it was more than 12. Yeah. I think it was close to 16. I can't Dude, tell you Dude, Frank exactly. Ocean probably still has dropped more songs in the last seven years than some of the best artists in this city. I it agree. just feels like that. Yeah, So think wild? about that. Mm-hmm. I know I'm sounding like an asshole, but it's like, dude, come on, I man. Think it needs like, to be sad. People are like, oh, you got to wait for the, it's so hard in Vancouver. You got to wait for the industry to establish. Like, dude, you're the face of the franchise, yo. You're the one that's supposed to put us on, not the people behind the scenes, yo. But that's like, such it's just a, the truth. That's such a dumb comment because aren't you supposed to work to make the industry pop off then? You get, dude. The industry again, like the when I say face of the franchise, I'm talking very, I'm very much in sports terms, right? Mm-hmm. Like the industry has to rise up. All of us have to get better. Whether it be like the cameraman and the camerawoman and the podcasters, the people telling the telling the story, and the producers and the studio facilities and blah blah blah. But what really like makes exponential change is like belief, belief in the industry, and mm-hmm. nobody behind the scenes is going to be able to be that cultural sh- shift for the people to believe in Vancouver. Like, it's got to be a fucking face. It's got to be a face. Yeah. But we all can do our part. And yeah. one, one, like, dude, now we're just getting off. I don't know if this is the mimosa or the coffee, but yeah. <laughs> everyone's got to do their part. Everyone's got to pull their weight. Everyone's got to get better. Everyone's got to deliver better, um, like, shit for the world uh, of entertainment, right? Like, put some better stuff out. But we talked about this yesterday, how we believe, like, music, though, is, like, the finest form mm-hmm. of entertainment and yeah. art. Like, it's that. That's number one. Like, Maybe movies, comedy, everything else yeah. beneath music. Mm-hmm. So one of these musicians can like really like help us out a lot. But I feel as if, and maybe you can attest to this as well, because you work at Fortune. It's like how many times is Fortune Sound Club playing a Vancouver record on Friday and Saturdays? Are they only playing Vancouver records when somebody's hosting that night? So you're telling me you can't play a Manila Gray record and people are not going to know it in the crowd? I think at bare minimum, I'm not at the clubs, but I've been clubbing more times over the last five or six months. Dude, I if there's not a person on stage from Vancouver like hosting the night, there's not one, one Vancouver record playing. And that's that's some backward shit too. That's... Like at the very least, put it in the air. Why do you know? I feel like you're adding? Me? I'm not adding you. I'm just, I'm just thinking like, dude, it's 2023, and there's I, a- I wonder if that's happening. Again, I don't go clubbing every week. Maybe it's happening. Yeah. I hope it's happening. But at the bare minimum, in 2023, every weekend at every main club where the, that genre is being played, bro, play something from the city. Yeah. Place so you, you, you tell me you can't play the, Rattler, Dance was, EP at 10:30 yeah. at night when there's 20 people in the club. Just play it. That would be sick. Just play it. I feel like. I mean, once in a while, but it's nothing. I've never heard damn CP playing like off a DJ in the club at Fortune that I was there for, mm. and that would be so lit. If I heard that, I would I would be dude, so high. Dude, just give give the songs a chance to be shazammed by some drunk person in the yeah. club. Like, yo, this shit's crazy, you know? You I don't got to make no announcement. Like, yo, it's a Vancouver mm-hmm. artist. Check down, see. Just fucking play because the just shit slaps it. and put just it in the it. ecosystem. Yeah. I think... Again, so many things have to start happening, and I again for the third time, I don't go clubbing every weekend. Maybe it is happening, but I just hope it's fucking happening mm-hmm. because I feel as if that's our duty. Like people behind the I scenes agree. should, because bro, this is the most expensive place in the world, and we ask musicians to pop off too. It's it's a challenge. It's a, it is. Like, <laughs> I, I when I when the times that I've been to Toronto, 
the amount that Toronto plays Toronto music, bro, it's so beautiful. You're literally in a movie. Did and it's like that's the they're cr- producing, creating the soundtrack, and we're all we're living in it. Yeah. We're going through our day. We're like at a cafe. They're playing Toronto music. You're mm-hmm. at you're going shopping. You're at Eaton Center. There's Toronto music. You're at the club. Everyone's going hype. Yeah, Toronto music, and not just the big guys too. It's like the little artists as well. Like mm-hmm. they're Dude. just like supportive of like yeah. the people around them. You know, that's good. And I don't know if those networks are set up where like every time there's a release there's a wave file being sent over to all these djs at 12 west and fortune maybe those things are not set up because again there are some in like industry things that are not really concrete here you know it's still very entrepreneurial early stages of like entrepreneurs trying to do this shit do you feel but like it's a lack of community it's it could be a lack of a lot of things i just hope that like if there's a dj in the city listen to this right sees this clip i just hope that they're, I know they got a job to do and they got to pay their, pay their bills and all that stuff. Like they got like, maybe that's why there's like, they don't dive into music weekly that's coming out of the city. But I think it is definitely time in 2023 where I feel as if every DJ can like do research for a couple of hours and find songs that will fit the mix Mm -hmm. and just put it in the ecosystem for people to possibly Shazam. At the same time, though, I was at the club one time, and Manila wasn't at the club. There was no club night for them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Somebody dropped time zones, and, bro, the whole place was rolling, 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 rolling. Island boys, we the choke. So it so can sick. work. So yeah. just, like, even if we have only five of those records, like, make sure you know them and make sure, like, respect the fact. Like, go on Spotify, look at the artists, see if they have, like, 10,000 people listening to them from Surrey or Vancouver. Like, yeah, I'm going to play their biggest hit because there's a chance that 20 people in this club know it. And if mm-hmm. people hear that pop, then other people are like, yo, what song is this? Like, give our music that chance. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen every Friday and Saturday, though. For yeah. like, I feel like it's not big- I feel like it's not going to be, like, just little club shows either. That's, like, oh, mm-hmm. say, like, we have a club show that's once a month and you have a local artist. I feel like that's not going to really solidify, like, other people listening to the city, mm-hmm. bumping their music all the time. I think it's going to be a shift like that. That's Dude, something that's, I honestly never thought of either. It's bare minimum. Like, mm-hmm. when you read books on the history of hip-hop or even the history of, like, classical blues music, dude, motherfuckers were playing this in the streets, like, giving it to strangers. That's putting so it, but, true. But, like, putting it in the air. Like, we talk uh-huh. about the universe and, like, artistic integrity and, like, doing the right things and... all that bullshit but it's like dude if we're complaining about the music scene not being what it's supposed to be but at the same time not making sure that songs are being played every friday and saturday at the clubs unless one of these artists are showing up with the mic in their hand in front of people who don't give a fuck about them that's like dude are we like dude it's 2023 that's that's my realest that's the realest thing i've heard in a long time and it's a perspective that i Bro, of like, mm-hmm. what would be? Bro, oh, you work at one of the most popping clubs. Like you just talked about Drake. Like Drake's pulling up at Fortune Sound Club to grab the mic and sing to the people. You know, for for three hundred people, four hundred people. I don't know what the capacity is. Like that club is. I don't care what people say about Vancouver nightlife. Like Fortune's been popping every weekend forever. It's that place. It's that fucking place. So. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties, <laughs> and now we're back. And now we're back. And now we're back. Um. Yeah, you work there. You should just put that memo out there. Like, yo, I is will. that happening on the minimum? Or are we gonna I have? We're we gonna wait till like the government hosts 
little no. meetings and be like, hey, we got to have a... We got to push a, Canadian music 40% of all so club do, nights. Come on. Like the radio. Yeah, we got to make sure that everyone is playing 30% of Vancouver music to boost the economy. It's like, dude, I, I feel as if people just need to have it in the air more often so we can help them out. I think the only way And they got to drop more records. I think the only way that's going to happen is if there's more of a community effort to do that, more community getting together. And I just think that some people in Vancouver, maybe their egos are too big. Bro, the community doesn't come first, though. That's the thing, though. Like, that is very, I feel as if that is, like, for the community to come together, dude, like other things need to happen. There needs to be a reason. It's like, I don't think one comes before the other. I think it's literally the hero or the provocateur to do it with their art. Music. Like, it can't music. be forced. It, can't, it has yeah. to be music. Dude, just, yeah, yo. But like, what do you think that will look like? Like a sick party, sick party? Dude, no, it's every, just normal club nights. Yeah. It's normal club nights. It's nothing. It's just nothing, like nothing, nothing too deep. Like again, I'm not, Every I'm not asking Friday, for Saturday. the person at twelve us to be like, hey, yo, listen up, I'm about to play a song from the six oh four. Yo, make some noise. Like no, just drop it in the mix. Mm-hmm. Just drop it in the mix. Every bare minimum. It's like, dude, I think that has to be the case. And again, I've been clubbing maybe six times in the past five months, four months, which is a lot, which is a lot for me. And I'm not really drinking a lot, but I'm smoking a lot of weed and just I love listening to music at the club. It's my favorite. It's one of my favorite things to do. Being around the homies, seeing people. I love the people in the city. I love the neighborhood. But listening to music is my favorite thing and in clubs. And I've been surprised that because I took a long time away from clubbing because I don't know, just for whatever reason. Right. And we're dialed and in. I, I'm like, damn, it's 2023 and we're still not playing records in the club like. We're gonna be playing Saweetie from 2019, which is sick. You gotta you gotta do it because people know the song and I the craft from 2019. You're gonna play Icy, but it's like I think you should be playing Time Zones. Exactly. Or whatever, you know, whatever has popped off in the city before. Yeah. Just a little bit. A little bit. Or again, Rattler, Rattler by Damn CP. Come on, man. That shit's crazy. Hearing that would be wild. Mm-hmm. Like wild. I don't know. I I I feel like you're right. I feel like that's what it's going to be. But I feel like to get to that point, I don't know what that's going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we'll only find out when there's more music being released. Mm -hmm. So it starts with the releases and then we'll see. We'll see. Because, again, like, again. there's so many people. The industry doesn't come first. The community doesn't come first. Has it been like this always, though? Like, these many people working on music in the city? Because, like... I mean, I feel like you've been kind of more in it than mm-hmm. I for like, I mean, a longer period of time. Yeah, I can't I can't really answer that because always been like this. I only started hopping into studios in 2016 or 2017. OK, I know the groundwork's been happening for way longer than mm-hmm. that. But I do think one thing that has changed and people don't really like allude to this too much because there's still that perception that people don't help each other out in the city is not nah, like more people. Vancouver. The music industry, from my perspective, we probably touched only like twenty percent of it. Yeah, everyone's friendly as fuck. Yeah, the competitive nature is there, and I, I don't know in any industry, like egos are inflated because of business and s- personal dreams. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like you keep your circle small, you want to win for your people. It's all good. Yeah. Let your ego kind of live off that. It's all good. But I feel as if people are closer and are more 
friendly to Vancouver, being from Vancouver, and mm-hmm. the energy is in a good place. Mm-hmm. I just want more of it. Just as a consumer, as a fan, I just want more of it, to be honest. I yeah. want more of the story being told and not having to only look at glimpses like once every eight months. Like, while you're playing like the Euphoria card, the Game of Thrones card, like, dude, nobody gives a fuck. Like, can yeah. you just, <laughs> can you just like continue the story so we kind of get to understand it? Or you can consistently like, I don't know, just uh, send the message out and have your message be understood. Just drop that shit. Just drop that shit, dude. Drop it, bro. Come on. Y'all been in a whole bunch of studio sessions. Y'all probably sat down for a bunch of, like, listening sessions where, like, yo, that song should come out. 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 The amount of music I have on my phone. Yeah. Oh, sometimes I wish I could just go and drop. Yeah. And, like, mixtape, right? No, literally. That'd be sick to, like, listen to music. I'm, like, um, I was, I'm trying to, like, learn how to DJ just for fun. Yeah. And, like, I literally put some music, like, uploaded music um, that's unreleased. And I'm like, I wish. Like, imagine just playing this in the club and everyone. And there's some crazy, like, features on this shit, too, where it's like, if the people heard this, they'd be like, what? There's this one record that I heard the other day. It was made in here, I think, years ago. I was with uh, Reve, Peak, and Jamon. Oh, it's a really unorthodox mix, but if I ever show you this okay, record, okay, but that sounds sick because no. it's so unorthodox. Dude, no, it's it's just a beautiful record. There's this other record with uh, Reve and Cody, just like crazy. We probably listened to so many Sharuk records. So I was like, dude, <laughs> this shit's nuts. This shit's nuts. You know, I need you to send another me. Su- there was another summer. You know that we didn't get it. You know, or we didn't get enough of it. Yeah, which sounds crazy aggressive to like talk about because it's not my art. I understand mm-hmm. that. But I'm, I am definitely going to lean on the fact because I want the best for the city. I want us to be pros with this shit. It's like, dude, Drake, again, gave us 40 records in tw- 12 months. Uh-huh. And one, like half of that was with 21 Savage. Like her loss was almost incredible, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, dude. <laughs> it's yeah. the cabin archives for me. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, cabin, cabin archives. Dude, and McAvoy. Crazy. That was yeah. crazy. Um, I wonder if... Do you think that everyone's becoming more of a perfectionist because of social media? Because maybe. back in the day, maybe they were just dropping and dropping, feeling it in the streets. And I now can't speak for everyone, yo. I can't. I, You're right. I, I think. I think. I don't know what, like, what's holding it back. If it's mm-hmm. per professionalism or perfectionism or just, I don't know, just worrying about what other people will think. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just hope that people. Slash the faces, don't wait for the industry to help them out. Don't wait for the community to help them out. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a Vancouver artist and you're like, oh, the city will never support in 2023, but you're dropping six songs every 14 months, it's like, dude, you got it twisted. I'm su- I'm playing those six songs. <laughs> but, yo, dude, I, like, yeah. I'm playing those p- six songs. It doesn't I'm matter showing- if you play it. We need the people, like, parking up at Superstore that we don't even know to play it, you know? No, but that's what I mean. Yeah. I show all my friends. Yeah. I feel like half of... Half of the artists in the city don't even know. Like, I'm actually tuning mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. to, like, everything that's dropped. I'm showing it to my friends that aren't, like, really dialed in with, like, music in Vancouver. And they're yeah. loving this stuff, too. Yeah. Like, I'll go to my 9 to 5 and my friends are playing this stuff. That's good. You're, doing, I, you're doing God's work. <laughs> but, like, I mean, I wish I had more. Or you, wi- or you wish you were sharing more on Spotify versus mm-hmm. in a group chat with the audio file. Yeah. Because 
I think yeah. I think casual fans of entertainment they can't really like live off a SoundCloud link or a like because then there's that layer of like what is this? Is this like some amateur shit before they even yeah. pop it in their ears? And mm-hmm. you don't even want to give that layer before That's the so experience. True. And a lot of people aren't. I mean, a lot of people are, but also a lot of people aren't. Comu- consuming music on that level of like let yeah. me put up this pull up this link or let yeah. me put up this let me get the headphones file, on save <laughs> it to my notes so i can play it in my car without it stopping it's too much work the magic trick yeah look at us com- i hope you know what i drop episodes every tomorrow so it's like i back it up yeah i'm yeah. strong enough to be a pro because you know the motherfuckers like the people that i look up to they talk every day you know mm-hmm. um i was gonna say what made you want to do every tomorrow it sounds hard as fuck yeah. dude i just going for a stroll i was like i need to think of like a separator and how to market it or how to talk about it and deliver the message and it's like new episodes every tomorrow you know mm-hmm. have a good morning a good afternoon a good night i don't know when you're listening to this but i'll see you tomorrow peace and it's that just kind of made sense to for when i do actually get fans they'll at least get to hop on their spotify mm-hmm. or apple podcasts like once a day and just be like i wonder what kyle dropped today i wonder what he had to say today or and it's like yeah. the perfect length of time always yeah, listen to yeah. it on your drive to work. Um, what do you think that working on multiple things at once, like I feel like many of your podcasts are very different. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have like a reluctancy to do that rather than like focusing on just like one and mm. trying to solidify that? And Well, I've had many people in my ear telling me to do that and it's probably genuinely the more productive thing to do if I was worried about like paying uh, or like getting paid more, you know, if I was in a rush to Mm -hmm. really get that going first before trying to develop programming that I've always thought about. Mm -hmm. But I guess to really answer your question, I feel as if I'd get bored if I was not telling the truth. And I just happen to be like a lot of people I'm no different than other podcasters who talk about things for hours mm-hmm. and they talk about like 15 different subjects. I just like put them into shorter form content throughout the week. So I don't think I'm doing, again, it comes down to like removing the ego. Remember, I'm not doing anything, even though I package it like this and new episodes every tomorrow. And I got this show about books. That's me talking to random people. And then I got this a movie review show that sounds like you're in a microwave because you're hearing popcorn pop. Like, at the end of the day, I'm just talking about what, again, you and I have been talking about for the last 60, 70 minutes over a week. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to, I'd get bored if I was just unleashing it like that. Like I wanted to program it in a way where if you wanted to know how I felt this week, you just listen to seven straight episodes and it would sound like you listen to Late Night with Jimmy Fallon or the Conan O'Brien show. Like just, it's like the vision I had in my head for it. And I, I don't know. I don't know if I could come back into the world of podcasting if I didn't unleash it like that. So I think it did come out premature, but it was just time for it to happen like that. And I'm liking the way it's been sounding. I, I really, really do like it, but I have taken a step back from some of the finer shows on the network because they take longer to produce and my plate got fuller. But at the end of the day, I didn't want to allow that to take away from the promise because Yo, you got to follow through with your promises, mm-hmm. again, especially to the people and your fans. Like, new episodes every tomorrow. If I can't produce, like, what the fuck you're reading or stay for a while, Kyle, which take a bit longer to produce, I'm still going to give you 
my take on music for that day and surround it with some music or my take on sports or mm-hmm. me talking to my robot. I don't know. Just just making sure I'm there every tomorrow. Just so I can put weight to the promise. Like, yeah. imagine blowing up and then motherfuckers finding my feed and be like, holy shit, this guy dropped 300 episodes in a row. There's a story there. There is. Yeah. I feel like, did it also help you maybe stay disciplined? I'm curious. Like, stay consistent, stay disciplined. I know you also mm. have a playlist yeah. that drops every Sunday. Yeah. 389 Sundays today. Like, I've, 22 songs. And it's just like, does pushing yourself to stay true to that, to stay consistent with that, help with the discipline? Do you feel like may, you need, needed yeah. it? Maybe, like, I'm super blessed, yeah. I get to talk shit for a living and then produce projects and manage projects. And I get to work out of a studio with a lot of microphones around me and I have shows that are seven to 10 minutes long. So mm-hmm. remember like this is not mission impossible to drop new episodes every tomorrow. I've been working on this stuff for years and it's really just talking shit, putting it into a file, producing it a bit and uploading it. It's, I'm not creating the new Titanic or the new avatar every day. It's easy to actually do, but I, I need to do it every tomorrow. So I'm thinking about myself mm-hmm. because there are so many projects that I manage, but it's like, dude, like that's not yours. That's not your baby. Like you got to feed your parents, you know, you got to, it's expensive to live in Vancouver. Like you got to have something that's your own. So I'm really happy that I can lean on the promise promise. So I can spend at minimum 10 to 20 minutes taking the time to produce something. Then maybe asking myself the question, like, yo, you really thinking about like being that guy, like you're going to change the game. Like you're going to, you know what I'm saying? Like being that motherfucker and podcasting and you can actually make a business out of this and again, change the lives around uh, for the people around you. So I'm grateful for the promise for that. Keeping that discipline up to keep mm-hmm. that in mind because if I didn't have that, then I would be, which is cool too, managing these projects or doing the Canuck show that's owned by another network. I would still have things, but nothing of my own. And we live in Vancouver, yo. Like, it's a blessing and a curse because this place, I haven't traveled a lot, but I do like to believe, like, this place is really nice. <laughs> this place is super cool. And if it's in a, if I got to be making, like, $10 million a year, $5 million a year to just kind of live the life I want, mm-hmm. then fuck, I better have something that's my own that I that I share with, like, partners, but I own the IP for, you know? And mm-hmm. That is also pretty grand in the world of entertainment, so... That's why I like that the fact that I do it every tomorrow, you know? Yeah. It's, it's important to think about yourself and use that as a prompt to do so. Mm-hmm. I feel like, no, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I feel like it's a beautiful thing being able to create something just for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to do. It's hard to do because I think people will only continue slash want to keep doing it if other people are tuning in, thus giving your creative output not really a chance to live on its own. Like you always, if you start with the mindset that you're going to leave it in other people's hands for you to actually pull up and do what you said you were going to do, I think it's going to be harder to win. Mm -hmm. And remember, like you could, you could lean on the fans and do everything for them and then move in a way that ends up giving you some sort of success. But how are you going to deal with criticism right away? when everyone's watching you and everything goes tenfold, like, I don't know. It's just, I'm super blessed, man. I know I haven't made it yet. I'm so far away from making what I want being done in my life possible, but I am happy that I don't think knock on wood that I'm going to lose that battle. Mm -hmm. 
I don't, I don't want to compare myself to Frank Ocean, but you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I'm going to come to a point where I blow up and then I'm going to feel the pressure to like, oh shit, I got to do this or I got to do that. Mm-hmm. To, nah, I'm getting the routine of, yo, I'm going to talk, say whatever the fuck I want, produce it the way I want, and I'm going to release it to the world. But I feel like you're one of those people that you really know yourself. <laughs> you know yourself and you can, you know, take a step back and do think about what's right for you and then do it. I feel like a lot of people lack that quality. Damn. I don't even know if I really know myself. But I feel like, like you could complete. take the time to like be like, hmm, is this a right fit for me? Mm. Like you're not someone that I ever think is going to do something that doesn't feel right for you. Yeah, that's it can't happen. Mm-mm. I don't know if that's because I'm older or I've seen other people try to do that and it not works. It's like, what's the, what's the point of doing that? Mm-hmm. What's the point of doing that? I also don't put a lot of pressure on myself, too. That's why I'm able to, I guess, move the way I want to move. Cause have fun with it. Just got to have fun, bro. That's the that's the key to all this. Like, we spent all this time talking, and maybe we should end it on this note. Yeah. We talked about releasing a lot of your work and blah, 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 and challenging. Then we talked about Drake a lot, and now we ended it on, Yo, how do you drop episodes every tomorrow? Like, oh, it's truly just me leaning on the fact that I got to remind myself that we're fucking blessed. We're so blessed to have this shit around us where we're actually able to participate in the action because life could go so many different ways where this dream, like I'm already living the dream. You get what I'm saying? Without the clout, how the fuck did I end up here? How how did I become a quote unquote professional podcaster without blowing up? Mm -hmm. When I started this dream eight years ago, it was like, I'm going to blow up and then I'm going to quit my job. I didn't blow up, but I was able to quit my job. Yeah, you're living the dream. Dude, so I'm blessed, you know? I'm blessed. Other people out there really, really, like, I think about other people a lot, which is unfortunate because I don't like to always compare doing things to, like, yo, other people don't have a chance to do it. You got to do it because I think that might undermine what people are really, really going through. Mm -hmm. But I can't help but think that I got to do this to protect my family and also, yo, change the world, dude. Change the world. Like, what if we were able to create great things and make a lot of money off of it and then able to feed all the people on Hastings. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, just To do, me, it's do also normal. like yeah. you never know who you're going to inspire. True. It's like it's all connected. Yeah. So why, why create and not put it out? Exactly, yo. Why create and not put it out? Makes – yeah. Why not keep trying? Like, this is my first episode. Yeah, there you go, yo. Congrats, yo. Thank you. And I know that it's something that I will try to get better with over time as well. So I hope that everyone keeps listening. Um, and I'm just, I just really want to have fun and get connected with people, mm-hmm. have conversations with friends that I think are doing super dope things as well. Yeah. And just try to build that community around. Dude, just continue to have fun, you know. Mm-hmm. For real. If you need to remind yourself, just be grateful. Mm-hmm. And then... I don't know, watch sports. (laughs) No, watch sports because when you see greatness happen and those same players have to talk to the media right after the game and people ask them, like, how'd you do that? How'd you do that? Yeah, I was just having fun with it. It's a big thing, dude. That's wild. (laughs) No, fun is like fluidity, you know? That's when you're at your best. It's hard to understand that sometimes because we put this pressure on ourselves or we have this inflated ego and then we set set ourselves up for having to make something that is above everyone else's. Mm -hmm. It's like, dude, just if you're really confident and really want to be cocky about it, bro, you better tap into having fun so you can really bring that beast out because I think you're just setting yourself up for disaster if you're mm-hmm. giving yourself those 
those like prompts before again you actually facilitating the art that's like way too much pressure yo way too much yeah. also what's the point of it if you're not having fun damn like this yeah. life is so short or, or life is long but it's also short it's pretty short <laughs> Well, thank you, everyone. Um, I'm hoping to drop an episode every week, and that hope will be a reality. So I will <laughs> check you out next week, and I hope hey. you tune in. There you go, yo. You killed it, yo. Thank you.